0: You guys already know what it's time for. It is now. Well, I mean, we are really moving along in this podcast. This is already episode 80. I swear I just started this whole podcast like two weeks ago. Um, but yes, here we are. And I'm very, very excited for this. Okay. Um, so you guys, you know, you send in some more questions. And you guys already, you guys already know the drill. I don't really have to get into it. Um, I have 10, uh, 10 regular questions and then 10, uh, I guess you would say philosophical questions. Okay. So, um, let's jump right into it. Okay. In your opinion, how tall is too tall for a girl and how short is too short for a girl? Okay, um, so I, okay, so I am a towering five foot eight and, a, eight and a half. um, so I'm, I'm not a big dude at all, I would say too tall for me, I, I, I would probably say, I'd say five seven would be the max height I would go for. Too short. Oh wow, I've never thought about too short. Um. Okay, I gotta I gotta do process of elimination here. Okay, anything in the four foot range. Okay, I'll say this: anything in the four foot range is too short. I'll go, I'll go any, I'll go anywhere from five, I'll go anywhere from like five feet. Wow, that's, that's actually kind of short. Oh, yeah, I'll keep that. F- anywhere from five feet to five, seven. Um, but here, okay, my ideal, my ideal girl would be, she would be 5'5. Five, five, like 5'5 five, five or 5'4. Five, that would be my ideal. Yeah, because I'm I'm not a big dude at all. Um, but if I could if I could have an ideal height for my my future spouse, it would be five five or five four. Okay. Um next question come on now oh okay which meal is your favorite um definitely breakfast it, that I mean that's a no-brainer I can't I can't go without breakfast I can go if I get a if I get a really big if I have a really good breakfast I'm good for the day in terms of my temperament my attitude and my you know my level of hunger um so it's definitely gonna be breakfast lunch i don't really eat lunch i've never cared for lunch dinner dinner's nice i like dinner it's a great it's a great day to wind down but um to me for me to start a day without breakfast is that's just, that's just a bad idea for me. I mean, you, you really don't want to be around me when I haven't had breakfast. And I, I, as you guys know, I don't drink coffee. I've, actually, I've never had coffee and I don't really care for tea. So that's not something that wakes me up. Um, but yeah, I, I have to have breakfast. There's, there's no way, there's no way I can go without breakfast. Okay. Okay, uh, would you say you're more of an extrovert or an introvert? Oh, that's, oh, I'm an introvert, for sure. I'm definitely an introvert. Um, and here's the thing. Sometimes people will say, oh, you know, if someone's an introvert, oh, you're antisocial. No, no, I'm not antisocial. Here's the thing, I'm a, I've been told I'm a great conversationalist. I'm just picky with who I talk to. I don't talk to just anyone. You know, if, if you're not stimulating at all, and if you're, you know, you're boring or you're stupid or, you know, you just, I'm not interested in what you have to say at all, I, I'm not really going to talk to you. But, you know, I can, if you, like today, there was a girl um, that I was talking to on, while I was waiting to come to my apartment. There was, uh, we were just, we were just sitting there and we were just talking for like 45 minutes and it was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, we were talking about, you know, her school and stuff like that. We were, we were just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it was just great. So I can talk, I can talk very easily if you, if you are interesting and you're, you know, you're mentally stimulating. But I'm I'm definitely an introvert. Um, I'm not real. I'm not really a guy that likes to. Oh, you know, let's go here. I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to go anywhere. Um, yeah, that's just that's really just never been me. So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely an introvert. Um, next one. Uh, have you ever? What's your favorite ice cream? I am allergic to ice cream. Yeah, I'm. I I know I sound like a boring person. If if you've never if you've never heard heard me before, well, I want to welcome you to my podcast. Um, but I I don't. Yeah, I'm aller- I have a lot. I have a lot of allergies. Or I should say this: when I was very young, I think right when I was born, I got you know, the allergy test where they take like a packet of needles and just like stick it on your back and whatever, whichever ones like swell up are the ones that, uh, are the things that I'm allergic, allergic to. So I'm actually trying to, um, schedule and find a time and find a day for me where I can go take another allergy test. But anyway, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I've never had ice cream. Um, and I really, I really don't want it. It doesn't look that appetizing to me. So I would, would rather just, you know, I can, I can easily go without ice cream for the rest of my life. I don't think I'm, people will say, oh, Solomon, you don't know what you're missing. That That's true. Cause I, I don't really know what I'm missing cause I've never had it. Um, but I, you know, there's nothing in me that makes me want to have it. And I think, I think that's just kind of how it is, you know, when you have, when you have allergies and you've just gone so long without something, you, uh, you don't, you don't crave it. Like, uh, one, another thing I'm allergic to is, uh, I'm allergic to, um, seafood. So I've, I've never had, I've, well, I should say this, I've had fish sticks, but anything, everything outside of that, I don't, I just, you know, I've, I don't want salmon, I don't want shrimp. I've n- I've never craved that stuff. So I think if you talk to anyone with allergies, I think they could I think they could attest to the same thing. Um yeah, so I don't have a favorite ice cream and I probably never will. But I will say this, if I ever do try ice cream, I'm going to let you guys know and I'm going to you know do a, a review on it um let's see next question how do you deal with stress that's a great question um you know i really here's the thing this may this may you may say oh i don't believe you i gotta be real here i don't get stressed i don't get stressed because here's what you have to. Here's what you have to do when you look at your life. You have to say, okay. Um, first of all, what what is it, it? What what is going on in your life that you are so stressed about? Because I because I ask you this. Here's here's the way you need to look at your, look at your stress. Okay, if I have. It's, just ask yourself this question. One just just go back one year. One year ago today, what were what what were you worried about? And just you know just just think about that. You probably can't remember, and so that's that's one way. to just have to look at your stress. It's like what you are worried about now. In one probably in a, even in even just a week or a month, it's not gonna matter. Obviously, let's say something like you know rent or bill is due um, or you have a really big test or something like that, that could be make or break for you, you just have to understand, you just have to understand, it's like, okay, you know, you know, it is, it is what it is, and I, so I can't really, people kind of, people kind of sometimes will ask me, okay, you know, how should I get rid of my stress, and I can't really give them advice, because I've, I've never really been stressed, like right now, I'm doing, I'm doing quite a bit of my life. You know, I just did I just did I told you guys about the op ed that uh that I wrote and published or had published through Marion West. Um so I told you about that. I'm working on another one. Um I have I have three essays that I have to work on and I have two tests coming up. Um, so, you know, it's, it's quite a bit going on. And then I have my, um, my personal life, you know, um, talking to girls, things like that, talking with friends. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I have quite a bit going on, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not have to work during school. Um, you know, I, I thank God for the opportunity and I thank God that I don't you know, that I don't have to go through that specific college experience because I actually worked for my first, um, my first semester in school, I was working at Staples up here in Sacramento on, uh, on Trexel. And that was, it wasn't bad, but it was just kind of, it really wasn't worth it because I was spending half of my check Half of my check on just transportation of getting to, to work and, you know, getting back to the dorms through Lyft or Uber. That was really what I was going, that's really what I was going off of. Um, but, you know, anyway, in answer, in answer to your question, I don't get stressed. And if you, I would just say, if you are dealing with stress, just ask yourself, you know, one month from, one month from today, you know, Will this will this really bother me? And it's it's hard to it's sometimes hard to project. So just look back, just think back. Okay, one month ago, what was I stressed about? You're probably going to struggle to remember. So just just kind of keep that in mind. You know, just balance your time, which is what I do. Um, schedule your day, and you know have a have a set schedule and stick to it and manage your time, and you really. At this, you know, at this stage, if you're, if you're like high school and college, you really just shouldn't be stressed. If you're, if you are, if you are in school and you're not, you don't really have, I gotta, here's what I would say. If you don't have kids, if you don't have kids and you're by yourself and you're pretty much, you can pretty much do your own thing. Yeah, you may work and stuff like that. But if you, if you don't have kids and you, you know, you're not, you don't really have to deal with that, there's really no reason you should be stressed. I just, I just, I gotta be real with you because, you know, you just, I think, I think, pe- I think the reason people have stress is because they can't really manage their time well and they just make too many commitments that they just can't meet. Some people have, a lot of people have a hard time saying no um and they they may say yes and then something may come up where they'll have to say n- where they will feel like you know pulling out of an event but they're like well I already gave my word and said I'd be there and do this for that person um so I think that's kind of where stress is rooted in primarily just bad time management and the inability to, inability to say no um if I could suggest one thing learn how to say no Learn how to say no. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I don't feel like it. I don't want to, um, because it's just better for your short term and long term health. And people will respect you. People will respect you. Um, they may not like it, but they will know that you know you're willing to tell them the truth. Okay. Did you have any family traditions growing up? Uh, what were what were your favorite? What was your favorite tradition? Okay. Um Okay, yeah, we did. Okay, so on Christmas, Christmas day we'd always read um we'd always read um Luke 2, which is uh the birth of Jesus. And so we'd always read that and then we would talk about the story, and, you know, just talk about the meaning of Christmas and my dad would my dad would be the one um pretty much who would always read, and then when my sister and I and my brother got older, um he would have us read, but he would pretty much lead the discussion, and that's something I just I always remember and associate with Christmas. I really like it it's something I'm gonna do with my family um so you know with my wife and my kids when when we get when we grow up. Um so I that's something that I really liked. Um, another one um, another one that we used to do family portraits fairly often. I well, I shouldn't say fairly often, but we did them around holidays and it would we'd do probably two portraits a year sometimes, but my family hasn't done a family portrait in oh my at least, at least a decade, I would say, I'd probably say like, maybe 13 years, see, because I'm, okay, I'm 20, yeah, it, it, I've, we probably haven't done a family portrait in like 13 years, um, so it's something I definitely want, you know, want to do with my family, um, and if my wife wants to do that too, you know, that's, that's great, I'm not really a big fan of pictures, but, you know, just a yearly thing where, you know, we can see, we can see us, you know, age and change, you know, from one year to the next to the next to the next. I think that's really cool. Um, so those were probably my favorite traditions. And those are ones I'm really, I really am going to try to push to implement in my family. Um, so, yeah, that's stuff that, uh, that's stuff that I enjoyed uh, growing up. Um, do you ever wish you were raised, uh, with a different parenting style? Um, I do. I do. I have. And I, I gotta say this. I think I mentioned this before, but I was, when I was, when I was, uh, raised, I was spanked Probably, I want to say, I want to say eight to ten times. Probably eight. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a bad kid. Um, I wasn't allowed to do, I wasn't allowed to do sleepovers. Because my parents always had the same excuse and the same fear of we don't know that family. They could be molesters, they could be rapists, they could be serial killers and so that was just it was it was really you know it was pretty weak and pretty you know pathetic you know just even even back then i was like in my mind i was like wow that's just very unlikely to happen if that were the case um but yeah i do i do sometimes wish i was raised differently i kind of wish my parents raised my siblings and I to let us kind of let us do what we want and here's why I say this because not not so that my siblings and I could go crazy because my my sister my brother and myself we were we were good kids and we just we kind of did our own thing um we got good grades we stayed out of trouble and you know it was just it was just kind of rough and I I look at it this way, my siblings would probably benefit more from it than me because my sister, I I don't think I mentioned this before, but during my high school tenure I never went to a school dance. I I went to zero dances. I just never had the desire to go to any. Um I didn't really care. I don't want to go. I was like I'm tired. I'd rather watch a documentary than You know, watch, you know, you know, be in a hot, crowded, sweaty room, watching girls twerking, you know, trying to dance when they're, when everyone's really bad at it. Um, so, but for my siblings, like my sister, you know, to see her attend more dances, because my sister only attended one dance her her entire, uh, her entire high school tenure. And that was, that was, I want to say homecoming her senior year, if I remember correctly. Um, and then my brother, you know, my, my two other siblings, they're the more outgoing and more extrovert, more extroverted than I am. Um, so yeah, I do, I do wish that I was rate that we were raised differently. Um, but I just, I'm, I know for me, I don't think I, I don't think it would have changed too much. I think I'd... Ha- Actually, I'd say this. I think I would have a closer relationship with my parents if I told them... Like, we're not estranged or anything like that. But I would have a closer relationship with my parents if they, you know, just kind of let us do what we wanted. And I could, you know, just really be more open with them. I wasn't really able to open up to my my dad until this summer. This past summer, which was really, you know, pretty great. Um but yeah i i i i do wish and i think it would have definitely been for the better but you know you can't uh you can't go back um yeah yeah i yeah that that's a re- that's a really good question i do I do wish that I was raised differently and I I do think about it often. Um and the next question the next question goes uh, right with it. You said that you wanted to have kids and that you were really excited to, you know, start your own family. How how are you considering on raising your kids? Probably the way I just talked about. You know, you set you know you set rules and what you want to do pretty much what you want to do, you want to set the least amount of rules possible and when it comes to punishment you want to use the least amount of force to in to enforce those rules as possible okay um i will say this i'm not going to spank my kids spanking is this this may be controversial um but spanking really i've i've always theorized it's more for the parent than for the kid and i say because of this when you spank, you are, uh, you know, you're pretty much hitting, hitting your child, um, and pretty much you're angry. My dad would, my, when my dad would, would spank, you know, he'd always say, you know, you know, I've learned, you know, cause he was, as I said before, he was married, uh, before he met my mom. Both, both my parents were previously married. Um, but he said you know i've learned don't punish when you're angry here's the thing about spanking in order to spank you have to be angry that's just how psychology works you can't repeatedly hit something without being angry i want i just just do a small experiment experiment right now pause this episode and try um try hitting just just go to your pillow and just try hitting it uh multiple times while you're happy you you have to be angry to repeatedly hit something and it never really benefited it never spanky never really did anything for me it never really helped me it just kind of made me feel bad at that it made me it made me feel pain at that moment um. But pretty much anything I was spanked for, it didn't, it didn't really stop me from, it, di- it didn't really stop the behavior. Um, So, you know, I'm gonna, okay, so that's, so that's one thing I'm gonna do. I'm not, I'm not gonna spank my kids. Um, Another thing I want to, I would like to try to do, and hopefully my wife is on board with it, is pretty much, you know, trying... And just just bear with me on this okay this this may sound really bad when I say this, but just stay with me. We live in a very hyper sexualized society, and I want my kids to understand that you know it's how can I word this? How can I word this? um it's okay. I want my I want my kids to be able to ask you know ask questions I want my kids to be able to ask me anything at any time and you know I'm, I'm gonna give them a straight answer so for example if they if they ask one day even and to me I don't I don't care how young they are um, because age is really number and the brain is constantly learning and constantly growing and um, developing and things like that I shouldn't say constantly because I think it stops when you're like 26 or 28. But, you know, those young years are extremely critical and fundamental. Um, but if, you know, if my kids asked about sex and they said, okay, you know, daddy, mommy, like, what is sex? Like, if they, if, like, if they're seeing it on TV, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna censor that. I'm not gonna stop them from watching it. Because that's something that people do. And I'm, you know, my wife and I will just explain to them what it is. And you know what it's what it's supposed to do. So if they say you know, okay, what sex you know? Well, I'll gladly explain it to them, and I'll be like, okay, you know, you're only supposed to have sex when you are married. Um, and then I'm going to be honest about my um, what I did when I was when I what I did when I was younger, and uh, my wife she'll be honest about what she did when she, when she was younger, and that's pretty much that's pretty much. What I want to do, I want, I want to be like really open with my kids. Um, when I grew up, I didn't, I never felt that I could really just talk to my parents about anything. You know, there were, there were people, there were kids that I envied where they just, where they would talk about, oh, you know, I talked to my parents about my boyfriend or my girlfriend, you know, ask for advice and stuff like that. And to me, it got, it made me jealous because I, First of all, my my sister, myself and my brother, we weren't allowed to date. My sister and I had to date behind our parents' back. And it was just kind of like, man, you know, I may ha- you know, I have some questions, but I can't possibly ask them because it shows that I'm dating. And it's just it was just really tough and I don't want that for my kids. Um I think it's I think it's important for kids And parents to be able to talk about anything openly and to just, to just get it out there. Um, because you do have those questions when you're growing up. And, you know, as a parent, I'm not a parent myself, but I, I can, I know that you will have, that you'll have questions about their lives and like, okay, you know, what's going on with you? How you, you know, how you doing? Are there any guys that you like? Are there any, you know, anything like that? Um, my parents never really asked me, my mom didn't really ask me, or I should say, yeah, my parents didn't talk to me about girls and ask me, you know, did I like any or were there any that I was interested in until my first year of college? And that, that's just, that's just what it was. It's like, well, okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what it was. Alright, uh, let's see. Uh, how many children do you want? Okay, so I vary, I vary in this answer, okay? Um, I would like, if I could have, see here's the thing, I want, I want it to be even, that's what I want. Um, so I want an, here's the thing, I either want an even number, I either want one, one son, one daughter, or two sons and two daughters, or it's this weird thing where I want three triplet girls and one son. That would, that would just be really cool. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I, that's, that's kind of the combination that I want. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only combination that I can really think of right now. Um. But I don't. I don't want any more than four kids. I don't want any more than four. Um. Yeah, because that's just that's just way too many. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't want my immediate family to be bigger than, uh. 6 All right. Do you believe in second chances? This is the last this is the last philosoph I mean not philosophical question, last regular question. Do you believe in second chances? Yes, I do. Very simple. Um yeah, I definitely believe in second chances because I've gotten millions and millions of chances from God. Like he, he gives chance after chance, after chance, after chance, after chance, after chance. chance. And it's just like, you know, there are some things that I think are just reprehensible and just absolutely disgusting. Um, but you know, it's not that, you know, God is patient with us and he gives us multiple chances. So, um, yeah, I, I do, I do certainly believe in second chances. Okay. Uh, here we go. Can are computers able to fall in love? Are computers able to fall in love? No. No, because they don't they don't have they don't have emotion. They don't have emotion. Cause see, here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's why I say this. In Genesis 127, it says, you know, you know, it talks about how, how God made, you know, man in his image. Okay. So God, so man is the only thing that can love because God is, God is love. So animals, animals can't love, you know, they have instincts. And so when it comes to their, you know, when it comes to their young and their, there's the next generation, Their instinct is to protect them, but that's it. It's not love because God didn't make them in his image. So computers cannot fall in love because they are not made in God's image. We get, we get the ability, we get the ability to love from God. It's something, love is something that is strictly, uh, towards humans. Okay. Uh, what is the meaning of life? Great question. Um, read Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. There's your answer, and you you'll you that will tell you the that will tell you the purpose of life. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Just read it. Um, and you and you will understand. Um. Okay. Um. Does free will actually exist if God knows what you're gonna do in your life? Okay, that's that's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. Um, you do still have free will. See, here's the way. Here's what you need to look at. Here, here's here's pe- here's here's. I don't want to say this is how you need to view God. Okay, but try to look at it this way. So God is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He does whatever He 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 already knows what's going to happen. He knows he knows the end, he knows the day the rapture is going to happen, he knows all of that. Um Okay, so it's like this. There is there is a timeline that exists. So there is there is a mark that is zero minutes and zero seconds and then there's an end time okay so everything so everything that happened you know you know god already knows what's going to happen in the timeline so when he when time began he said okay play pretty much he's just what pretty much he's just not watching a video of the timeline that's kind of the way that's kind of the way I would I would explain it. So he know he already knows the video. He already know he already knows the video. He already knows what's going to happen in the video. Um he already knows what's going to happen in this reality, but we do have free will. We can choose what we're going to do. He just he just he just knows what we're going to do. His his knowledge his knowledge of our actions and our um our our thoughts doesn't doesn't take away our free will he just he just has knowledge of it he just has knowledge of what we're gonna do because you know he didn't make you know he didn't make robots okay all right oh wow this is this is pretty good i and hopefully that answered your question um If someone is drowning and you refuse to help, are you responsible for that person's death? Oh, man. No, you're not. You're not responsible for the death. Because you didn't... You did not... You did not put them in the water and you did not make them drown. So no, you're not responsible for their death. Now, it's possible to feel guilty. It's I guess that's kind of, I guess that's kind of reasonable because there's something that you could have done, but you are not responsible. Like this may be controversial, but like I look at suicide the same way. You know, people, you know, people can People can say things and people can be... You know, people are mean, people are cruel. And it's really unfortunate and it's really sad. But that's just kind of how life is. Okay, so if something, you know... If someone... It's like, I'll use me as an example. Say I commit suicide, okay? Say someone keeps bullying me about something that I did or, you know... You know, they just keep bothering me and bothering me and bothering me. And then I... I i decided to take my own life they are not responsible for taking my life they are not responsible for my suicide because i'm the one who took my life because suicide is when that person takes their own a person takes their own life that's what suicide is so the person is responsible now they may they may have they may have an impact and they may have they may have you know caused you know they may have influenced influenced it but they are not responsible so i would say i would say if someone is drowning and you refuse to help that individual you're not responsible for their death because because you do not actually put them in that position so that's kind of what i that's kind of what i look at um okay next question Um, I know you're against abortion, um, but is it ever okay? No. Here's why. Because when you, when someone has, I don't want to say you, when someone has an abortion, what they're doing is they are stopping what, um, what was supposed to be life so you are en- you are ending what god began pretty much that's what you're doing it's it's never okay because because abortion all abortions come under the come under the um, uh umbrella of convenience you know you know people may say rape or incest is justifiable and it's like no it's like it's like it's like uh Well, that's, first of all, the exception of all, of all, you know, of, you know, abortions. Most, I mean, it's, it's literally, it's actually less than 1%. It's less than 1%. Okay, so that's not permissible. And even then, even then, if you are, if you are raped or, um, you know, incest, here's the thing. I say it's unfortunate, it's sad, it's terrible, Um, but, but you are now punishing and ending the life of a person who, you know, because because it's convenient for you and it's easier for you. That's what that's what you're doing. Yeah. So, no, it's it's ne- so uh abortion is is never permissible. Okay. Wow. Um, wasn't expecting this one. Okay. What is wrong with bestiality? Well, God says it's wrong. Um, what is wrong with bestiality? Ah, okay. All right. Okay. Um I would say what is wrong with it? The only thing I can say is that because it's wrong because God says it's wrong, it's he sets he sets the standard, he sets the standard for what is, you know, right and wrong. Um that's the that's really the best answer I can give. I can't I can't give that question. Real wow, that question just really threw me off. Yeah, I, I I I can't I can't I can't answer that one. If that's if that's your question and you're listening. That's, that's the best answer I can give. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow, that question really just. Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good question. Cause you really, you really made me think. And I don't, I just don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Because, you know, as, as I try to say, I try to, I pride, one of the things I love about my podcast is that I, is that I really believe it's an objective thing. Yes, I'm right wing. But overall, I, I try to look at all things like, okay, you know, let me step out of my, let me step out of my bias. And let me just, let me just look at it for what it is. Um, so, I got I just got to be honest aside from God aside from God saying that it's wrong I I I just I just I have no answer I'm I'm going to keep I'm going to keep um going All right Uh Okay this is this is kind of a disappointing question um or no i i guess I guess I could see why you know why this could be seen as a good question um uh okay i i just i don't I don't think okay. All right. Are you okay? All right. Are you the same person that you were um, a decade ago? No. That and that. That's kind of where I'm battling. Like, that's not really a good question. You aren't the same person you were an hour ago. You you change all the time. You have new thoughts. You have new experiences you you are never the same person you you change you change all the time now i'll i'll say this there may be some there may be some beliefs that you have there may be some deep ideas and deep feelings and deep convictions that you have but overall i mean i'm i'm you know i'm not the same i'm not the same person i was 1 hour ago Three hours ago, twelve hours ago, a day ago, I, you, you change all the time. You have so many thoughts, you have so many emotions, you have so many interactions, you're never the same person. So, uh, no, uh, you're, you're, I'm, I'm not the same person I was a decade ago and, and neither are you. Okay, um, do you respect the dead? Do I respect the dead? Well, what what does it mean? I don't. I don't really know what it means to respect the dead. Here's here's the way I look at dead people. There's there's phys, there's natural death where your body stops. Um, but because, because I'm a Christian, because I'm a Christian, I don't believe that, you know, death is it. It's like, okay, either you go to heaven when your, when your body dies, your soul goes, your soul either goes to heaven or goes to hell. That's, that's what I think. Okay. So when it comes, so it's like, when, when they're dead, they're dead. What, what happens here? Here's the thing. What happens here is inconsequential to that person and I, I'm not saying to go out and pee on people's graves, but I'm saying if you go out and pee on someone's grave, it it does not affect it does not affect that individual. Their body is gone and decomposed and they are either you know praising God in heaven or they are being tortured in hell that that's what it is so i i i gotta be honest i don't really know what it means to respect the dead like to think about them i i i I don't know what that means i i just i gotta be honest like this may this may sound racist but the whole the whole day of the dead thing and like where they where they kind of celebrate their dead you you celebrate your dead ancestors It seems dumb to me because it's like, they're not here. They're gone. It's like, you know, they are part of the reason that you are here, but it's like, they're now, they're, they're now irrelevant. They, they are not here. They're, they're, they, they're gone. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you believe in parallel universes? No, I don't. Um Yeah, I I don't know. I I I I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Is time travel possible, and if so, is someone able to kill their earlier self? Okay. Time travel isn't possible. It's not possible, I don't believe. Here's why. Time travel is, I believe, here's the thing. Time travel is only possible for those, for, for God who transcends time and space. I, I, here's the thing. You have to, here's the way I look at it. You have to be outside of time to manipulate and do stuff to time. We are, we are inside time and there's no way that we on the inside of the time space continuum we have we have no way of getting outside and picking and choosing where we want to go. Um and let's say let's say it is possible. Let's say it is possible. I it's it's really not. I'm not sure. It's really I don't really think it's that deep. But let's say it is. Could you could someone go back and kill um their younger self. No. You can't. Because... Because then the mission to kill yourself wouldn't... Have happened. It just... Yeah, it just... It just wouldn't work out. It just wouldn't work out. Um, But yeah, time travel... Time travel questions to me, it's just, see, here's the thing, as, as, and all Christians don't believe this, but just me as a Christian, it's like, okay, it's like, it's like, that means you are trying, you are, you are trying to get outside of something that you, that you can't get out of, or you're, or you're trying to change something that you, you're trying to change something from the inside that you need to be on the outside to do. It, it's like this it's like cleaning like say say you have a spot say you have say you have bird poop on your car windshield and you try cleaning it from the inside of your car this this is a really bad analogy but the 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 point is you have to be on the outside to 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 fix the problem if you're inside if you're inside something you can't there's nothing you can there's nothing you can do about it. You you have you have to be on the outside and we don't exist on the outside of time. Yeah, I just I I don't I don't think so. Okay. Last thing. Um, all right. Can there be morality without God? Um, you'd have subjective morality, which I don't know if that would actually be morality. Here's the thing. You need, you need an objective standard that exists that is outside of humans. Because here's the thing. Say, say there, say there's no God. You can't have, you can't have good and evil. Because how do you define, how do you define good and evil? It's like, it's like this, and this, this may be really kind of a vile thing, but, you know, we think, we as a, we as a society believe pedophilia is evil, right? Okay. So if, say if there's no God, who who believes that pedophilia is evil and it's wrong? If you if you take away him, and you, that means you take away that standard, that means you could have someone come along who's who's a pedophile, and they say, "What's wrong with it? It's just it may just be un it may just be unpopular, but it's not wrong." Killing you know killing. Maybe unpopular but it's not wrong you, you would you'd have you'd have all those things where you would have you'd have situations of like okay you know this isn't good this isn't good this isn't good but how, how could you say that it's just your opinion that that's that's really what it comes down to so you can't you can't have you can't have you can't have morality without god I mean, if you do, if, if there were, it'd be subjective morality and that's really not a world that you want to live in, um, because that's just really dangerous because then everyone, I mean, just think about it. How can you, how can you judge, how can you judge people? Like, how could you, how could you put them in, you know, prison and punish them and stuff like that? How would you do that? Because pretty much what you would be doing, you would be saying, oh, "Okay, you know this is unpopular. You know we are punishing you because what you did is unpopular." That that that's pretty that's pretty much what it would be like. So, um, if there's to me, if there's no God, there's just no morality. So you need you need to have a God for objective morality because subjective morality. Is, I don't know. That's, that's, now you, now you're just at a point of popular and unpopular opinion. I think, I think that's where you would be. All right. So great questions. Um, love doing this. Um, episode 100 will be Q and A again. I may do more questions. I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, but we will see. And thank you guys for all your support. And come back on Monday morning.